0: Welcome to the Kickin' at the E-Way podcast. My name is Coach P and I'm your host. And today I'm super excited to bring to you an awesome topic that I love talking about. I've been recently reading a book called Legacy, 15 Lessons in Leadership by James Kerr, who dives into the background and the history and the overall principles of one of the best rugby teams of all time from New Zealand known as the All Blacks. The All Blacks are historical as far as what they've been able to achieve in the past 100 years being undefeated in over 75 of their international matches. Absolutely crazy. And so James Kerr wanted to set out to see if he could discover what was the secret to their success and what can the All Blacks teach us about the business of life. And I've, I've, been really, really enjoying this book so far. And there's so many principles in here that are similar to other individuals who I like as well, such as Jordan Peterson and John Maxwell. And so I'm going to be tying in some of the principles that they talk about as well into how the first chapter of this book goes really deep into how the little things count towards more than what we usually think they do and so the title of today's episode is sweep the sheds and clean your room do the little things for success and oftentimes we tend to sweep these little things under the rug such as cleaning up after ourselves or cleaning our room making our bed brushing our teeth we tend to think these things are very very trivial and don't really have that big of an impact on our life but as Jordan Peterson says It's these little things that make up the majority of your life. Almost 60% of your time is done doing the smaller mundane things. And if we're not really prioritizing how we're doing them and doing them correctly and doing them often and doing them the right way, the way that we handle those little things trickles into how we handle the bigger things that really matter. And so one of the things that the all blacks do is after every match before and after they take care of themselves. They don't have any types of uh, custodians or individuals who help clean up after themselves. They do everything on their own, which I found super, super fascinating as far as what they do to take care of themselves. And so one of the biggest things that their coaches really pushes for them is the little things help you build discipline and they allow you to come together To really focus on the small things that need to be done. You can never be too big to do the small things and thus will help you build that personal discipline that will allow you to appreciate coming together as a team. And I found this so fascinating in this book. And when you look at how individuals who tend to be super successful and some of the things that they do on a daily basis are the little things. They have a routine that they do every single day that sets them up for success. We've all heard that cliche, saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. But it's absolutely true. And so many people say it, then why don't enough people do it? And so one of the biggest takeaways I found from this first chapter is all based off of character and how our failures are the biggest opportunities to learn. And if we want to create the best culture in our teams, whether we are the owners of a business, whether we are the head coach of a, t- of a, of an athletic team, Or whether we're a teacher in a classroom, we all have the capability of creating this culture that allows our individuals who we are leading to have the best chance for success. And I was completely blown away by this first chapter and how that personal discipline will ultimately and inevitably fail if we do not really focus on building the character because character always triumphs over talents, which is one of my favorite aspects of this chapter here. And one of the biggest, when we look at why certain teams fail or why, you know, certain celebrities or athletes out there tend to not do as well is due to the fact that they're not taking care of the little things. And so when we really break down this behavior, I loved how, uh, the all blacks, also mention how inspiration came from Vince Lombardi. And Vince Lombardi is one of the classic NFL coaches who stood for character and integrity. And I remember when I when I was a strength and conditioning GA um, at Penn State, uh, Lombardi time was one of the things that the strength and conditioning coaches would consistently remind me of when I was a GA to be on time and to get things done. And, you know, I lived in State College, Pennsylvania, and in order to get from one side of campus to the other, it literally took <laughs> freaking forever. And as a GA in strength and conditioning, you were in charge of, you know, I'll just put it this way, you were basically their bitch <laughs> as far as the types of things that you did for them. And my job was, as the strength, as the strength coach GA, was to be there every morning, Legit at 4 a.m. I had to be there before anybody else was so that I could get in there. I could make coaches' coffee. I could set up all the machines and all of the weight racks to get ready for the athletes who were gonna come in for their 6 a.m. weightlifting. And we went off of the principle of Lombardi time, that if we weren't five to 10 minutes early, we were late. <laughs> and they legitimately held me to that character. They held me to that discipline, that if I did not do that, Dan, that I get my ass chewed out. <laughs> and so countless mornings waking up. And if, if for all of those of you who have lived in State College before, know how frigging cold it gets um, during the later aspects of, of the winter time and the off season. Holy hell, <laughs> they're absolutely crazy um, as far as alcoholic cold it that, that at that time in the morning. And you're jumping on a bus, half asleep, getting all the way around cla- uh, campus on the white loop and trying not to miss your stop because you fell asleep halfway through the trip. Oh, those were the times. Um, But it's it's really these little things. It's the it's the character. It's the little things that these teams utilize to help build that character and build these subtle principles in their athletes um, to really because this is we're trying to cultivate people. like one of the best things I love about some of my favorite coaches in my life were the ones who, you know, we're not just here to. Help you develop as a player for you to win. We're trying to help you develop as a person to be able to take on real values when you move on into life after the sport is over. Um, And that was that's always been one of my favorite things about some of my favorite coaches and teachers throughout my life. And one of the biggest things that I took away um, from them talking about the Lombardi model in this first chapter of this book is only by knowing yourself can you become an effective leader. And I thought that was uh, really, really eye-opening because when you think about how a lot of coaches walk, take, do their walk every day, how many of them actually stop and look at themselves and being like, and, and what can I do to be better for my athletes and individuals? Um, there's a lot of great coaches out there. I'm not saying that a lot of them don't do this or not, um, but it really takes a lot to be able to step back and know thyself so that you can be able to put your best forward for those who you are trying to lead. And it was self-knowledge that Lombardi believed we need to develop in order to have character and integrity. And then from character and integrity, we come, we, we develop that leadership, um, which I felt to be super, super powerful. And if we can relate this to John Maxwell's book, He talks a lot about this this word integrity, um, of being honest, holding yourself accountable, making sure that you're true to your word and you do what you say. And more so, you take action rather than saying. It drives me nuts when people say they're going to do something and yet they don't do it, lacking integrity. And integrity has always been one of the biggest things that I've always tried to make sure that I do my best to be on top of. We're all human. Sometimes it tends to go by the wayside. If you're getting super busy and you're not paying attention to the little things on a day in and day out basis. But this is one of those biggest things that Vince Lombardi talks about um, in his coaching principles. And while the all blacks also adopt this um, in their way of coaching and cultivating a cohesive structure within their team. And it's so very important because, in what John Maxwell talks about in his book, um, being a person of influence, if a mentor, or a teacher, or a coach lacks that integrity, it creates an unstable platform for which someone can actually build a relationship for you, if with you. If you can't, if you don't have integrity, you're not giving your athlete or your participant, your student, any real, real way to connect with you or any real reason to trust you and anything that you are doing or instructing them on or criticizing them on. It is super, super important that we practice what we preach and that we hold ourselves to really, really high values so that we can have the best influence on those who we're leading on a day-to-day basis. Integrity is super, super important. And when we bring that all together with having good character, it is that collective character that is vital to success. And we need to make sure that we're focusing on the culture before the results follow. And this is one of the major, major principles that's talked about by James Kerr in this first chapter of Legacy, talking about how the All Blacks are super, super famous for every coach that's come into the environment has focused on maintaining this highly cohesive structure where all of the athletes understand that this is a uniform effort, that this is all about the little things And making sure that we're embracing humility in order to be able to put their best foot forward each day. Because if you are humble, you are much more likely to be a successful leader, all right? Leaders who are humble are more likely to be able to take the fault for what happens. One of the biggest things we talk about in sports psychology oftentimes is what coaches do right or wrong after a win versus after a loss, all right? And what the all blacks do is once they win, they don't treat it as the biggest deal. It is when they're on top of their game that they need to make sure that they are consistently trying to change their game. That is the best way for them to continue to grow and learn rather than overly celebrating. They're seeing it as an opportunity to continue to push forward and continue to look at how they can do things better, which I found super, super humbling about their approach when it comes to them being able to assess what's going on, little things they can work on, and so on and so forth. Humility goes even, even step further in the first chapter of this book, where they talk about how humility allows the coaches and the team to come together and create a culture of asking questions because we can't solve problems without being able to ask fundamental questions that cut away unhelpful beliefs. And once we do that, that allows you as the leader to come together with your team and achieve that clarity on what you're trying to execute, what you're trying to improve on, what is the whole point of what you're trying to get across. It allows you to ask the simple question of how can we do this better. And if you think about every time you've been a part of a team or you've been a part of, and in the classroom, you can apply this as well. Okay. If, For example, if I'm in my classroom and I'm teaching my kids and my students and they're not understanding as a cohesive group the material, then the best thing to do would be to come together as a class and be like, okay maybe this isn't the best approach to how I'm delivering the content. Let's talk together as a class and figure out what each individual student's learning style is and what might be a better way to get the content across. And honestly, this is a big problem nowadays because if you look at old school conventional ways of teaching, especially at the bigger universities, a lot of professors still are adopting PowerPoints and reading from slides and simple straight up lecturing when really, what a lot of people don't understand that you only learn maybe 5 maybe 10% if you're lucky from what comes from an actual lecture. There are so many other better ways in order to deliver the content, and most people out there learn much better by doing, by application, and by teaching others, by practicing. But we don't do that in lecture halls, and oftentimes this gets lost in the mix And sure, sometimes we'll have laboratories and we'll have study sessions and so on and so forth, but yet that's still not enough oftentimes for the majority of individuals to really get a hold of the content. This is especially true in my particular niche of teaching where I teach exercise science, where a lot of what we learn is all hands-on. This is all what we're going to see in the actual real world. And so what we need to figure out and be able to create an environment for students that is more cohesive to A them being willing to raise their hand and ask a question, because that's problem number one, Okay, is many students are often afraid due to the fact that either they feel uncomfortable with the professor or they're really, really afraid of being wrong. And this happens so many times. And so this is honestly up to the responsibility of the coach, the leader, the teacher, the professor, whoever, to establish an environment where these students, these athletes can feel safe asking questions. And so that they can adopt this growth mindset because oftentimes we have certain teachers or coaches out there who are so damn fixed mindset or aren't cognitively aware of what the situation is in their rooms, in their teams, in their coaching locker rooms. And so it's super important to step back and be able to assess, okay, is this the best environment? Am I providing the best area arena for someone who needs my help to come and ask for it? And honestly, that's one of the biggest problems that I see nowadays, whether what matter what the arena is. So by having humility, something that is really, really important to the All Blacks of New Zealand rugby team is to really establish humility in the way we lead, in the way that we establish our our environments with those that we are trying to lead towards victory. So super, super, super important. As we go further throughout the throughout the chapter, this is just one of my favorite, absolute biggest quotes from this: is sweep the sheds, okay, and let someone else praise your virtues. Okay, oftentimes we know we can get caught in the milieu of everything, saying, especially when we're winning, right? We can always say, "Oh, we're the best," you know, where we're doing awesome, we're doing great. Let's keep pushing forward. When we need to look, let's see how someone else sees us. All right, how we take care of ourselves, how we do the little things every single day, and the little things truly are the most important things. Now, being the sentimentalist that I am, (laughs) I love little things, no matter what it is, all right? But that carries over into so many different aspects of life. The little things are what matters, okay? It's not so much the big things, because if you relate this to the journey and the little things that need to be done every day for effort, all right, in order to achieve success, that's what's important. It's the addition of everything in between. This is what Nick Saban talks about, the, one of the most winningest coaches we know nowadays, uh, the coach of, the, uh, of Alabama NCAA football. Right? And one of the things he talks about, and this was actually a quote from uh, The Obstacle is the Way, written by Ryan Holiday, um, <clears throat> is where they talk about how Nick Saban's one of his best ways that he led was by teaching his athletes that it's not about what it takes to get from A and then Z, it's about what's all the letters in the alphabet that are in the middle, okay? What are all the little things that we have to do in order to get from A to Z? That's where we need to prioritize the importance. And that's what I super, I respected so much about Nick Saban is oftentimes when he's interviewed and someone asks him about a win, he's just like, yeah, we, we got the W, cool. Now we're going to go back into the locker room and we're going to go watch tape and we're going to figure out what we can do to get better. All right. Always focusing on the little things because if we're not focusing on the day in and day out of the process, then we're not going to really be able to put our best foot forward and our best effort in order to achieve our goal of getting to Z, of getting to the Super Bowl, of getting to the national championship, of getting to the end of the dissertation. <laughs> all right? all these. I use myself as an example, all right, because this happens often, all right, and why we get so stagnant. And when we have major, major projects like this, or major goals, or major dreams, all right, we focus too much on the end game and not so much on. The little things we need to do day in and day out, you know, as a, as a personal trainer and strength and conditioning coach, this is something that I work with uh, my clients and athletes with is they're so, you know, damn focused on, well, I want to lose 50 pounds and I want to look like this and i want to look like that. And I want to feel better. It's like, okay, like that's the end goal, but we need to make sure that we focus on today and building the habits, learning on how to adopt this lifestyle so that you can put your best foot forward each day and embrace this as the new you. Because if you don't embrace the little things to cultivate better character of yourself, all right? if you don't cultivate better habits that you're going to utilize for the rest of your life, well, then you're going to be more likely to do these stupid fads that either don't work or are temporary. And then you'll be that much more likely, even if you do succeed temporarily in losing your weight, because you didn't establish better habits, because you didn't actually change you're going to be more likely to relapse. You're going to go right back to your bad habits. You're going to gain all your weight and you're going to make it that much more harder for you to achieve your goals again. And we see this all the time with the yo-yo dieting effect that we see in our country where constantly people are not permanently changing themselves and doing, you know, these fast ass quick promise bullshit supplements and programs, getting quick, fast results but then losing it really, really, really fast. All right? There was a quote I was actually I came across on social media yesterday, which we've all heard over and over again, is what comes easy doesn't last, and what lasts doesn't come easy. All right? And if we put all of the effort into the day in and day out and the little things that truly matter, the constantly making sure that we're being cognitively aware of what we're eating, making better choices, Being physically active, getting in our our cardiovascular activity, getting in our strength training, practicing our mindset every day, doing our journaling, practicing flexibility, connecting with others, doing the things every day that require to build strong foundations. And if that's all we focus on every day, then we're going to be much more likely, much, much more likely to get to the end goal we were trying to get to in the first place. And I, you know, I did a podcast episode yesterday for the Evolved Athlete podcast, where I'm also the host, where we're talking about cultivating growth mindsets. And this directly connects to that ideal of if we want to make sure that we are setting ourselves up for success, we have to have this growth mindset. We have to look at the effort as the prize and not the prize itself. Because if we don't, then it's going to be that much more likely that we'll fail. And these are the big things that tie in everything together as far as what the all blacks practice in their principles on the rugby team. This is what Jordan Peterson talks about when it comes to why you need to clean your room, because you need to do put effort into the little things that make up the majority of your life that will help you carry over into giving effort that lead to the success on the big things in your life. It's super important to clean your room. (laughs) I love what he says with that. And then when it comes to how John Maxwell fits into this with having integrity, having humility, allows you as a leader to check yourself so that you can create the best environment for the individuals you're trying to lead to greater things. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how talented you are, character always triumphs over talent. I hope you guys enjoyed this quick little episode today about sweeping the sheds. All right. Practice the little things every day, whether it's having a routine, making your bed every day, reading every morning, something of positive influence, setting intent, all right? Managing your time, all right? Doing all the little things that are going to cultivate a better atmosphere for you to be successful so that you can lead others that you're trying to lead to be successful as well. No matter if you're a coach, no matter if you're a trainer, no matter if you're a teacher, all right? No matter if you're a manager at your office, all right? No matter who you're leading, always make the best environment. Teach individuals to have better character. Teach everyone to learn from their mistakes and how to have character and humility. How to have integrity. And with those things, only then can you have true leadership. This has been Coach P. Go clean up your room. We'll see you in the next one.